Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent, getting the resources that you need to help your child on their journey to recovery from their symptoms of autism. And we know that the definition of recovery means to regain health, and this is really about working with the biology because we can put our children in therapies and uh you know, any types of classes and, and try to teach them things. But if they're not able to, if their brains is, brain is too toxic and too inflamed and they're not able to focus in a classroom and think clearly or they're not able to retain it or they have irritability or sensory overload and anxiousness that makes it too hard to even sit still and try to focus or learn, then we're really wasting our money on a lot of these things. And that's what I found in my on my journey is that my son would say, mom, I want to, but I can't. And it was really heartbreaking to listen to him, you know, say these things and, and try and so hard and really want to succeed and, and literally not be able to. And it's not that he isn't intelligent. In fact, he's brilliant. And I'm sure you're, you've seen that in your child too. And I really wanted his brilliance to be able to be seen. I wanted him to be able to be who he was and he couldn't sleep well and he had stomach aches and headaches and and sensory overload made it hard to sit in a classroom and um and he just he would have irritability and from from my journey I really want to tell you because I've seen this over and over with other parents that I have shared all of this with my 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 process with as you know um that I have seen other parents um, have had them tell me too how calm their child is once they have worked through the biology properly. And again, this is much more than diet. But today, my son is graduating college. He is a lives independently on his own in an apartment 800 miles away from me. He's happy. He's healthy, and he is the most easygoing, mellowest guy you could ever meet. And there was a day when. He was always very sweet, but in between there would be moments of even aggressiveness and irritability that would really make it hard to work with him. And it's really, I want you to know that, again, your child's brain is toxic and inflamed, and that is what's causing these behaviors. And we're going to talk about that today. And um, and today's episode is about the function of neurotransmitters and their, their disruptors. And neurotransmitters are brain messengers. So we're going to talk about that today and why those brain messengers and those neurotransmitters might be getting disrupted uh, or things that do disrupt them and um, how they affect the brain and their ability to do various things. And we're going to go into this in, in some detail today. But for any new listeners, or if you haven't yet, listen to my free webinar, the, the workshop I've put together for you to walk you through what are the four stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism and what's taken me 15 years to figure out. And I've now put it into a whole uh, process. I have a membership program that we open enrollment to only periodically. And I want you to know that we happen to have it open right now. We we reopened it for a couple of days due to the COVID-19 uh, issue and people wanting and needing help, working, able to work from home and uh, work from home with their child as well, because you'll have access to this at home 24-7. And the link to 
to join is naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash join now. And there's no spaces, it's join now, all one word, all together. Um, because you, if you haven't learned yet or, or, again, heard the four stages, they are, first is healing the gut. And the sec, and that is much more than diet. There's more to this. A lot of people will say, Karen, I've had my child on a gluten-free, casein-free diet, maybe even organic for years, and we've seen little improvements, but they're, they, you know, things always creep back or they're just not really getting that much better. And it's because there's a lot more to do. There's a lot more to it than diet alone. And then stage two is natural and safe heavy metal detoxification. And I explain that in the webinar, um, what that means and why you don't want to use the pharmaceutical drugs that you'll usually be given at the doctor's office. It's called DMSA and the negative effects that those can have. Stage three is clearing the co-infections. This is one of the most commonly missed pieces I see in autism recovery, and it's mold biotoxins from our effect being being affected by mold, which is from water damaged buildings. Many people have it in their homes and don't even realize it, and how much this can affect the brain, how much it can affect the central nervous system, the gut, and our overall health. Also, Lyme's disease, they say that up to close to 100% of children with autism have Lyme's disease, and it's often undetected in tests or it's worked with improperly. Then there's also streptococcal infections, which are PANS or pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder, which is also associated or known as a streptococcal infection. So a type of strep infection, but this strep infection will attack the, the have the immune system attack the brain. So a sudden onset of, of anxiety when maybe they've been doing okay or, or OC, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorders, clingy behavior, all of a sudden, these can be caused by these streptococcal infections and then parasites. All of these things have to be worked with naturally, safely, and correctly. And then stage four is brain support and repair. So I go into all of these in my free workshop, which is at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Again, no spaces. And from that too, I want you to know that, uh, Again, my membership program is open through tonight if you want help being walked through all of this because that is my goal is to reach, initially we reach a million parents worldwide with this process and be able to walk you through it and give you the help you need to do that. And um, again, doing it from home and having your, you get the results that you've been looking for because I know you can do it. I know that you're capable of it. You're able to, um, but you've got to have the right resources. You've got to have the right roadmap. And so I've laid it out into a way where I can literally walk you through these steps one by one, one thing at a time. So it doesn't have to get overwhelming because that's when people stop They and they'll jump into something else. Like, oh, this isn't working. So I'm just going to do something else. And then you leave what you were doing, which may or may not have been working. And um, sometimes you see behaviors get worse before they get better too. And you've got to know what's going on and have somebody to answer you with support when you have questions. And so that's what I share for you in, in the membership. And you can read all about that again at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash join now. And um, that's just open till midnight tonight. Uh, otherwise, uh, you'll go on to a wait list for that. 
Um, but I encourage you to at least take a look at that, learn more on that page, and please join me. I do want to help you get your child the results that you're looking for because they can be calm and happy. They can sit in a classroom and focus. They can make friends. They can, many of the children, the parents I hear uh, that have were nonverbal are now speaking. Some of them have gone from nonverbal to not only speaking, but actually one mom says chatty. And so I really want you to know that this is possible for children. It's happening all over the world with people that I've shared it with. And it is possible for your child if you have the right resources. So I want to share that with you. Please go there now and um, and uh, check that out. We're going to take a very short break and we will be right back after this. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom. Who- Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we will be talking about the function of neurotransmitters and their disruptors. Now, first of all, I want to make sure you know that this information is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure anything, and it is meant for informational purposes only. I do want you to understand um, the importance of this, and all show notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 76, just the number 76. And um, this is a way to understand why might your child be behaving in certain ways. So as I mentioned, toxins, inflammation on the brain, infections, and gut disruption all reduce the production of neurotransmitters and so basically I want to start from that from the beginning I you know I talk about how therapy or discipline is far more challenging and sometimes impossible for a child you know or or an adult whose brain is not working properly and the way the brain works is somewhat due to hereditary issues and most of us can pick out which family member might talk excessively or have impulsivity or have more anger or lack focus or be hyperactive and autism is not hereditary and if it was there would be millions of children there wouldn't be there would have been millions of children born before the 1980s with it and it's not not possible to have so many people go undiagnosed Brain imbalances can be genetic when triggered, uh, physical due to injury, including cranial faulting as early as birth, damage due to toxic exposure, poor diet, lack of absorption of nutrients, caffeine, alcohol, other physical trauma, and severe emotional injury. And then stress is also a strong factor in creating an imbalance in the brain chemistry, and it reduces the brain's chemicals. One of those we're going to talk about today called serotonin 
which can cause things like depression. It can weaken the adrenal functions. The increase, it increases cortisol levels, which have to do with adrenals and stress. This causes irritability and insulin resistance. Some kids can even become diabetic. It creates hypoglycemia. And then this all goes back to creating more imbalances in the brain chemistry. Because one, as we know, is kind of a domino, domino effect and they affect, they go back and forth. One thing weakens in the system and then the the, um, the neurotransmitters in the brain, the other, the other systems start to fail as well. So what I wanted to share with you is what, what basically a neurotransmitter is. So they are basically brain's messengers and chemicals that are made by the body or the brain, largely made in the gut. And we're going to talk about that today, too, um, because it's very important, as you know, if a child's gut is not working properly, which most of our kids with autism have problems with their gut and digestion, uh, the whole GI tract, then these these neurotransmitters cannot be made properly. Many are made in the gut and the, they're made in the gut and the brain. So um, these messages are vital to our brain's ability to function properly, our body's muscle movements, and a lot more. They regulate mood and appetite and sleep. So sleep disruption is part of this. They even control our body's response to pain. So if the volume of these chemicals is either too low or too high, the message is not sent properly and we experience symptoms. And when neurotransmitter levels are too high or too low, they're also felt by imbalances of different parts of the brain and caused disturbances in our ability to function properly. The level of deficit definitely corresponds to the level of the disorder. So for example, if your serotonin is a little bit low, you may have mild depression. If it's extremely low, then you could be even suicidal. So it varies on your level of, of, um, of, uh, how, of the volume of these chemicals and how low or high you might be in some of them. Um, and there are 10 neurotransmitters altogether. And we're going to talk just about a few today, kind of the main ones that you may have heard of or you, I think, really need to know about just offhand. So you, I'm just wanting to have, give you a greater understanding of what is going on in your child's body or their brain and why they might be behaving in certain ways. And then we also want to talk, which will be in part two of the show, on things that you can do to balance these, because it's very important to know you do not have to put your child on drugs. There are natural ways, and I mentioned the four stages to recovery, and all of those, and the first one being healing the gut, all of those have to do with the ability of the neurotransmitters to be produced properly in child's body and also transmit properly to the brain. Because again, if the toxins and the inflammation in the gut and the brain are so extreme, these things can't happen at all or, or work, you know, properly for your child. And, and then all of these behaviors can happen. And I'm going to go into some of the specific behaviors in um, it, which some of them cause again, but there are also natural supplements that can be helpful to increasing these. And again, naturally, yeah, many people will take something like an SSRI, a um, basically a, a, a serotonin reuptake inhibitor is kind of the technical term for that. But their antidepressants be in what could really be happening is that you could have toxins and inflammation on your brain that are that need to be worked with, but they also, or your child or you as well, 
or your um, and or you are deficient in serotonin. And usually they go together because if your gut is not working well and you have toxic load, um, then again, from pathogenic bacteria, from uh, we'll go into some of these things too, that your serotonin and dopamine and GABA levels, which we'll talk about today, cannot be at the levels they need to be for, for you to have proper functioning. So very, very important to know that too. And also because... Um, they're, the neurotransmitters, uh, are in the brain are mostly made from amino acids and knowing amino acids are made from proteins. So protein foods will raise neurotransmitters in the brain as long again, as we're assimilating our food properly. And you may have heard this before, but it's very common that children with autism, uh, have, uh, trouble with protein synthesis. And again, it goes back to those four stages that I talked about, um, the gut healing, the heavy metal detoxification and the co-infections like Lyme and mold will really affect the gut and the brain. Um, people don't realize how much they affect the gut. And it's also, again, why the, your child may not be able to, um, to recover when you've got them on a really great diet. And again, I hear from parents, you know, well, I've had them gluten-free and casein-free, but they're still feeding them gluten-free, you know, junk junk food that they think is okay. And and it's not because that will continue to, to put processed carbohydrates, put sugars in the body and bad bacteria thrives on sugar. And so we want to be able to starve that bad bacteria like candida out and again, start healing up the gut. So um, we're going to take a short break right here. When we come back, we're going to dive further into some of these foods that can be helpful and some to avoid. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's... Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Today we are talking about neurotransmitters and their, which are brain messengers, and their functions and also their disruptors, and why your child might be behaving in certain ways. And you're, you know, you might be doing some real work with their gut, but things aren't really changing the way you hope for. And as I've mentioned uh, before already here, uh, there are various reasons why we can be toxic and inflamed and how that all needs to be taken care of so that the gut can heal and so that your your body can absorb, your child's body can absorb the nutrition from the foods that they're eating. And we want to starve out the bad bacteria in the guts. We don't want to be eating you know, gluten and dairy and processed carbohydrates and sugars, which even means fruit for, for a while, especially if you're, you're dealing with a candida infection because candida is a yeast and it thrives on sugar. So if there's anything still feeding sugar in there, 
then um, then those candida can still thrive and they bore holes in the lining of the, the gut. So it's very important. Your child can have something called leaky gut, which means that their food is not properly being absorbed and undigested foods are leaking into the bloodstream and that causes the immune system to react as it should. It sees them as a foreign invader and that it's something they should fight. And so they turn on their, they're called cytokines, they turn on the inflammatory markers and create inflammation and the immune system comes out to fight and the immune system's already working hard at other things, but it has to take away from our actual immunity and strength against, you know, colds and flus and viruses, et cetera, and work on these, these what are being formed as allergic responses. You might notice that your child all of a sudden now has a bunch of allergies that they never used to have and they keep creating more allergies. And it can be often due to this this leaky gut issue. So very important to know it's more than diet. There are some natural supplements that help to um, heal it up, but, but diet is crucial. Again, no sugars, no processed carbohydrates, even if they're gluten-free. Now I know in the beginning, you've got to transition slowly uh, into new foods because a lot of parents say, but my child will only eat these bad foods. So very slowly start removing the bad foods and introducing more of the good foods. And I mentioned a moment ago that neurotransmitters are mostly made from amino acids and then amino acids are made from proteins. So you want those proteins to be digesting properly um, or the body will lack the resources to build them. And other things, again, back to toxins like heavy metals such as mercury will interfere with protein synthesis. So whichever neurotransmitter or uh, neurotransmitter are deficient, those results in different behavioral aspects of the brain. So I wanted to make sure that I was very clear on that. Again, this amino acid building and the protein creating, putting in the amino acids. So it's very important that your diet should also vary and you get a complete protein um, that includes all eight of those amino acids. And I'll mention them off right now, but I don't want you to have to worry about remembering every one of them. Um, I have written all of this in my book as well. So if you're interested in learn in learning more about these, um, isoleucine, leucine, lysine, methionine, phenylalanine, threonine, tryptophan, and valine. But foods um, like high in tryptophan, uh, uh, food high in tryptophan is turkey, um, which many people kind of joke after in the U.S. we have. Thanksgiving dinner is common in thir- in um, in the month of November, and people will eat turkey. And turkey is high in tryptophan. Everybody says how tired they are after Thanksgiving dinner. They're tired and they're relaxed. It's really a lot of that has to do with not only the large meal that you just ate, but has to do with the fact that you've got um, you've had so much turkey and you've been putting tryptophan into your body. So, a good organic source of turkey meat is a fabulous food to put your child on. Also, good sources of protein are eggs and other poultry. Again, organic only. Um, the the chemicals in these foods our kids are very sensitive to. So you've got to be aware of that. You don't want to put more chemicals in while you're trying to help them get better. 
Um, usually they have trouble with detoxification. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today too. Um, fish and seafood that is, again, line caught and fresh, not, uh, you don't want anything that's been farmed or fed grains. Same with um, meat, grass fed only. Uh, you Dairy, but I, I really want you to stay away from any cow's milk. Um, a second resource could be goat or, or sheep's milk. Um, certain nuts and seeds will also uh, have a lot of protein to them as well. So there are certain things that you're, you can eat, give your child. Um, uh, one thing to note too, is that, um, Candina does not like meat. It can't use anything from it. So if you're trying to starve out Candida, um, you don't have to have huge amounts of it, but, uh, it's, if you can get a protein source in, of uh, those, it, it's, it's important. Vegetarians need to be especially careful to eat the proper combinations of vegetables, fruits, and grains, and be careful of certain grains too. Grain is very tentative. You, you, too much is not really good for you or your brain, but um, the right combination to get all of the eight amino acids in. Um, otherwise, you can be deficient. So that's important too. There are natural supplements that contain um, a multiple of amino acids, but again, I want to be very clear, our children with autism are very, very sensitive. They are not like the average person, and they cannot just be given, uh, I never, in, in my program, I, I start with single individual supplements that aren't mixed with uh, something else, because if like a multivitamin, your child might react to that and you have no idea which of those multiple ingredients are the trigger or the problem. So if you start with one thing and you wait about two to three days in between, then, uh, then you're able to detect because it can take up to 72 hours for a food allergy to come up. So you're able to detect what food or what supplement uh, might have triggered the problem. So I don't want you to go out just buy a multiple amino acid supplement and then um, give it to your child that way because it's hard to know which product, uh, which what part of that was the was the trigger or the problem? Um, there are um, there's a way to muscle test, and I can link on today's show notes. I'll make myself a note to link to my muscle testing video um, to help you understand how you can you know, know if a food or a supplement is right for your child and for their dosages. Um, and that'll be at the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 76, just the number seven, six. We're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. We will be right by there. And welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. And today we are talking about neurotransmitters, which are brain messengers. And they are chemicals that are made in the largely in the gut and the brain and what their disruptors are. And also I'm going to go into a little bit of how what what different neurotransmitters create different behaviors so that you can know what to look for. And I'm going to do a part two because we didn't ha don't, won't have enough time. We could talk about the brain in 15 episodes and still have more to talk about. Um, but we'll, it will do a part two to the show where I will talk about some natural supplementation that, and that can be really, really helpful for this as well. Today is really, I wanted to educate you, help you understand more about this. And we're talking about foods that are contributing and which are some of their disruptors and some of the toxic chemicals. Like I just mentioned how 
mercury really affects um, the uh, the protein synthesis and our body's ability to um, you know take pro- protein in and utilize it. And when neurotransmitters are made from proteins, then they can't be made properly, and we have more behavioral aspects. So very important to remember that healthy organic nutrition food um, because we can end up with things like anxiety depression um, to autism or schizophrenia I mean all of these these problems can arise when the neurotransmitters are um, deficient and there's one you know some some sometimes they can be actually um, you know too there can be too much uh, of one of them which is dopamine um, so we're gonna talk about that in a moment um, so Though it may not have, it may started with a deficiency sometimes in like one nutrient through an event of chain reactions in the body, it can become a deficiency in many. It's never really one thing alone. So really want you to know that malabsorption can then occur and metabolism just starts to break down. So your body's, your child's body can become deprived of even more than it started with. And then their brain doesn't get what it needs to work properly. So an example of neurotransmitter imbalances um, uh, is maybe low dopamine. It can affect the ability to write by hand due to its effect in part of on part of the brain called the basal ganglia, and then it helps fine motor coordination. So handwriting, and then it gets um, our thoughts out of our head and onto paper. The prefrontal cortex, part of the brain, may not have enough dopamine, and then it can't organize thoughts or plan future events. It's very, very common for children with autism to uh, be deficient in uh, serotonin and dopamine, although again, I'm going to give a caveat to dopamine can be too high at times. So just so you know that, um, usually they're deficient and then, um, they can't again, focus in a classroom or, uh, they, they, um, are deficient in the feel good chemicals. They might have, uh, the, the prefrontal cortex is our executive functioner and, and tells us when there are consequences for our actions, uh, calms impulse control, things like that. And so you've seen impulsivity in kids and it can be because they're deficient in these, uh, these neurotransmitters. And again, these toxins and this inflammation, can definitely contribute to this issue. Uh, so again, back to healing the gut and detoxification, but this is what's happening. So large numbers of serotonin producing neurons are found in the limbic system, also also known in prefrontal cortex and limbic system, commonly known in children of autism to be having issues, to have, have be having trouble, uh, low functioning usually. Um, and the limbic system controls emotions. And I know that you've probably seen your child have trouble uh, controlling their emotions, staying calm. So low, low levels of both serotonin and dopamine can create problems in, again, the prefrontal cortex causing behavioral problems. So uh, there's a, I'm going to talk about serotonin first a little bit further because I always call it the king of neurotransmitters. It is, it's about 95% of it is made in the gut. So again, gut disruption, low serotonin, very, very common in, in children with autism and in, I find in most people, very, very common. So mom and dad be listening to this for yourselves as well, because it can be very helpful. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter most involved in the cause of um, multiple medical and psychiatric problems and inflammation reduces tryptophan, which is needed to build serotonin. I mentioned there was tryptophan in Turkey. 
And I want to give a quick little piece that tryptophan can be purchased in a health food store as something that will build serotonin, but it has to use the liver. And I want to make sure that you know that your child's liver is usually very toxic and this is not a good choice. There is something called 5-HTP, which again, I'll talk talk about in part two further, but that you can utilize uh, to help build serotonin naturally and it bypasses the liver. But back to serotonin, it is prone to disruption from mercury toxicity. It is also disrupted by an imbalance in the mucosal lining of the intestines. Again, those serotonin receptors in the GI system, they play a critical role in irritable bowel syndrome. There are cells in the stomach, the small intestine, the large intestine, and um, they all hold 95% of the body serotonin. An irritable bowel and its symptoms of abdominal pain may be due to a hypersensitivity in the GI tract to even normal stimuli. So your child might just not have enough serotonin to help those, those, those receptors are too hyperactive. And these disturbances in the serotonin pathways and a direct impact on the central nervous system would create uh, behavioral disturbances such as anxiety and depression. They can vary all the way um, up to issues of, uh, of trouble sleeping, headaches, migraines, extreme fatigue, anxiety, aggression, ADD, ADHD, carbohydrate cravings. This includes alcohol um, for for adults to know that too, um, could be, you know, you might notice around 4 PM too, you might be starting to crave sugars and we can be dropping in our adrenal function at that time, but also in our serotonin, uh, lack of satiety with food. So again, you're eating and eating and you just feel like, why am I not getting full? Um, you might see this in your child as well. Um, that, uh, or, and that can also, I want to put out that that can also have something to do with your child not absorbing the nutrients that they're eating due to that leaky gut. So um, their body is starving for the nutrition, even though they're eating. So just want to say that uh, parasites can also be a factor in there. Uh, they can have chronic pain because serotonin helps us regulate our, our pain. So chronic pain, fatigue, epilepsy, hyperactivity, again, I mentioned insomnia, restless leg syndrome, low, uh, low pain tolerance, I already mentioned obesity and other eating disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, hyper focus, panic disorders, premenstrual symptoms, schizophrenia, seasonal effectiveness disorder, depression, and suicidal thoughts and behavior, and even night terrors. So this is something to think about with serotonin. There's a lot involved, very important, and important, again, to heal up the gut and detox as well. So we're going to take a very short break here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We will be right there. And welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about neurotransmitters, their functions, and the disruptors. And these, again, are brain chemicals that are partially made in the brain, but largely made in the gut. And we've already talked about 
toxic inflammation uh, disruptors, uh, gut disruption, and how that can limit the ability of these neurotransmitters, which again are brain messengers to get these messages that I just talked about to the brain so we can stay calm, so we can focus in a classroom, so we can sleep properly. You may have heard of melatonin, and I was just talking about serotonin. Serotonin helps to make melatonin. So many people will take melatonin before they go to sleep at night. It is a it is a very helpful thing to take even for your children to help them sleep and it's natural. And uh, that can be because they're also low in serotonin altogether though and it's not able to make enough melatonin. Uh, I also want to talk about dopamine. Dopamine is a big one. Um, it dopamine's a neurotransmitter, and a child who has ADHD and can't focus or complete a task easily is commonly showing signs of low dopamine. And they also tend to have uh, low motivation. They're kind of known as the couch potato kid. It's like, oh, they just, they just have such a hard time getting up and moving around. And it can be due to low dopamine. Um, Parkinson's disease uh, symptoms show the behavior of the brain that has stopped making dopamine. Uh, we mentioned that uh, low dopamine can be helpful with handwriting as well and affects the part of the brain that involves fine motor coordination. That's called the basal ganglia, in case you'd like to know. And in, cro- in contrast, too much dopamine can create hyper-focus. So if you have a child that is hyper-focused, you might want to consider not giving things like L-tyrosine that will increase their dopamine levels. People with too much dopamine um, will lack will lock into a task and get stuck. They can even get stuck in negative thoughts and behaviors. You know, you might notice um, some people that are basically grudge holders, they will usually have low dopamine and their basal ganglia in their brain is, which are kind of the breaks of the brain, um, they don't work properly. And so that's where some of these people become grudge holders. Um can be low in dopamine. Dopamine, uh, things that create dopamine can be helpful. They might also have a lot of confusion or behavioral changes, trouble with social connections. Sound familiar? Although uh, dopamine is the pleasure chemical and is increased when we do pleasurable activities, which is good to know, current research has also shown that when children spend time in front of a computer screen, their levels of dopamine are reduced. So, you're watching your ch- child have a little screen time or a lot of screen time, then you might notice too they have a little bit more anxiety afterwards. Um, and a lot of these games are also created um, to to create pleasure a pleasure response. But it's also um, something that will cause a low ability to have a, re- a reward. Uh, they need more to feel a sense of reward. And video game developers are very, very savvy on this. They know how to affect the reward centers of the brain so that the children, people, adults, <laughs> become addicted to playing video games. And they literally are addicted to it because they're feeding on the dopamine that they're getting out of it. So again, increasing dopamine is helpful. And uh, again, signals that dopamine's low, trouble focusing, no sense of pleasure reward, they're inattentive, low motivation, trouble with fine motor skills such as handwriting, and trouble with follow through. Again, remember too that too much dopamine um, can also uh, be an issue as well. So you just have to be aware of your child's particular behaviors and needs. And um, 
and they're all also something uh, epinephrine and adrenaline. A lot of people are very, very uh, familiar with what adrenaline is, and it's also referred. Epinephrine is also referred to as adrenaline. And it's both a neurotransmitter and a hormone, and it has more of an effect on your heart and the fight or flight response. And sometimes our kids, due to adrenal overload and all the stress from the toxins in their body and the sensory overload, this can put our kids into a constant fight or flight. So adrenal support is important, and this adrenaline is that hormone that causes that fight or flight response, and they're 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 often living, and you might too, as a parent of a child with autism. They say the, the stress hormones of a parent of a child with autism are the same as a soldier coming back from the Gulf War because the 24-7 intensity that can be the case in many lives is so ongoing and so intense that your body is constantly putting out adrenaline and cortisol for these, these stress hormones to, to combat the stress, but it gets worn out because it never gets a chance to stop or relax. So it's very important for you, mom or dad, as well as your child to find ways to stay calm and um, find ways to, uh, whether you meditate or do yoga or uh, practice something that helps you calm your system, anything will be helpful. Taking even five minutes to yourself a day to just say, be calm can really be helpful too. Um, because if the body is, is, is sensing danger all the time. It increases the heart rate, the activity of the lungs. It sends blood away from our brain and the digestive tract to our extremities so that we can fight or flight. And so it's commonly used to stimulate a fight reaction in the body when one is having a life-threatening allergic reaction as well, such as even a, a bee sting. Norepinephrine, you've also probably heard about, is neurotransmitter and hormone, also a stress hormone, a drug, a, and involved with adrenal function, used in fight or flight as well, and helps with regulating blood pressure, blood glucose for blood sugar levels, and attention and focus. And it acts as, again, both a hormone and a neurotransmitter, and it can help reduce inflammation in the brain and increase its oxygen supply. And now via its effect on the part of the brain called the amygdala, norepinephrine can trigger, again, the fight or flight response. And it also increases the heart rate when it's under stress and involved in shifting attention. It's prone to disruption from mercury toxicity, our good friend mercury. Uh, mercury also has a little caveat. I like to tell people, uh, very important to know, mercury inhibits your body's natural ability to fight excess candida yeast overgrowth in your body. So unless you get that, those heavy metal toxins out, that mercury out, you're going to have a really hard time getting rid of that candida too. Beyond diet, again, a lot more to know there. Uh, uh, note that acetylcholine and norepinephrine are greatly reduced by monosodium glutamate. Another food you should never give to your child, look for glutamate sensitivity things. Uh, monosodium glutamate is in many foods, salad dressing, sauces, it's hidden. And it will create a lot of anger in the system too. So very important to know that as well. And um, you can also help, uh, L-tyrosine is a, is a natural way to help build this as well, to build up um, a little bit more of this neurotransmitter. So I uh, hope this is helpful. We're going to take a very short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? 
After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi there. Welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about neurotransmitters and their functions and their disruptors and what behaviors you can look for with your child and to know, have a better understanding sometimes of what's going on. And we've been talking also about healing the gut and the need for detoxification, especially of heavy metals. And I mentioned earlier how the co-infections, mold, Lyme, and strep can really, really be affecting your child with autism. They all disrupt the gut and its ability to heal as well. So you might be doing all this really great diet work. And if you're not doing these other pieces, then their gut still stays disrupted, which also, again, here now as you're learning today, disrupts the ability of the neurotransmitters to be built. So you've got uh, a lot of other things that um, you may have also heard of. Uh, I just want to mention oxytocin, which is oxytocin is really it regulates um, neurotransmitters in the central nervous system. And it gives our it's our ability to bond to another human being. Um, they've even done studies uh, and found that maternal bonding, trust, empathy and social recognition and regulating anxiety come from oxytocin and that children with autism are often low in it. And um, this is very important. Um, so um, especially, you know, if your child had any type of traumatic birth or you were separated from them right at birth, sometimes this can happen because it's a, it happens in initial maternal bonding as well. So um, that is uh, another another piece that I just want to make sure that I mentioned real quickly. Um, and, you, you know, today we've talked about a, a lot of things and uh, and I've given you a lot of information and, and I know it's a little overloaded, but it's very important to be educated on why your child's behaviors are the way they are and know this is why they can recover. And I mentioned earlier today, my, my membership program is open until midnight tonight and uh, we we only open it periodically. Otherwise, you'll, you'll go to the wait list. Please, please, if you're interested in me walking through these four stages that I mentioned, that I would love for you to join. It's at, you go, the, go to the link to learn more about it. And it's naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash join now. So it's, and it's, there's no spaces between join now. It's just join now afterwards. And um, that will take you to uh, to the the link to be able to learn more about the membership and to 
uh, how I can walk you through all of this and give you support because there's so many times that I see parents have so many important pieces of this get left out and they don't get the results that they're looking for. And um, the four stages to walk you through it, again, um, my free workshop is at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. But I wanted to make sure that you just have a greater understanding of it. But um, make sure that you uh, do get into the program while it's open because I don't want you to lose any more time with your kids doing not doing the things that really make a difference and, and finding what does make a difference. So you get those results. I mean, you're spending your hard-earned money. You're spending your time on things uh, and working with them and desperately wanting to get them better. And I know that feeling. I've lived it. And I think it's a very important that you have the right resources. Otherwise, you're just going to come up short of, of those results. And it, and it won't happen. I see it over and over. People come into my program that have been trying this for six or 10 years, some of them. And then they, they come in and they get results finally. And so we never know exactly what the level of recovery for each child will be, no matter what the age. I say it's never too late. My own son wasn't even diagnosed until he was 10, and it took me 10 years to figure this out. And now I'm saving you all of that time and money. So please, please don't forget that link, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash join now. I will also put it on the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 76. Um, but again, that's just open until midnight tonight. Uh, and, and again, important to know that all of this, these things, the gut lining is damaged from all of these inflammatory responses and all of this mold and lime, candida, the chemicals in our food, the inflammation, um, everything that is affecting them that they, they can get better from. So I would love to help you with that um, because our kids have poor detoxification. So we need to help them in this process as well. And uh, I look forward to helping you with that. And I hope this has been helpful for you. We will definitely have a part two of this where I will talk more about natural supplementation that can help and be assisting in uh, some of these and building these neurotransmitters and naturally because that's what it's about. There's no need for drugs. We can do things naturally and safely. And, uh, and that's what it's about. So I hope this has been helpful and I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great week. Stay in, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. <music>